Hey, Tiffany. Hello, Kat. Uh, this is a mini episode, so we're going to be quick about things. And I just, I was thinking while we were going through season two, which we talked about waste, like, why are we villainizing landfills so much? And I I think mm. we went into it some in the recycling episodes about why landfills are bad. But, and oh, also in the one about um, composting. But I just wanted to go through landfills and what they are and why they're bad for the environment and why it's important to keep stuff out of them so that that makes all of our episodes on recycling and why you should cut down on waste make more sense. Yes, I love it. Excellent. So I only had four sources for this one. Again, a mini episode. Number one was the EPA. Nice. Number two was the University of Colorado Boulder Environmental Center on the Hidden Damage of Landfills. Hmm. Then I found an article from Live Science on what happens inside a landfill, and then hazardous waste experts had a brief primer on hazardous waste. Okay. So I'm just going to go through. There's there's no granola rating on this because, well, maybe I'll do one at the end <laughs> just for funsies. <laughs> granola rating of Your Granola rating on landfills. I can already tell you. It's going to be <laughs> pretty soft bad. Wet, right? Yeah. yeah. So a landfill is a place where solid west is solid west solid waste <laughs> is collected and managed from the west. Yes, no. <laughs> and the east. And the east from all over. Technically, landfills aren't allowed to be built in environmentally sensitive areas according to the EPA, and they're managed at the state or local level although there are federal regulations they have to comply with. Now again, this is municipal or local or state landfills managed by the locality. I don't know, in your neck of the woods, I know in parts of New Mexico uh, that people just dump stuff um, in open fields and things. If, if, Yeah, so those are illegal dumping sites. There's a reason why they're illegal dumping sites, because they can't be managed. They're not complying with environmental regulations. So if you live in a neighborhood where people are just dumping stuff, like, for instance, our neighborhood here, we had a vacant house and people were just dropping stuff in the front yard. That's insane to me. I know. It's crazy. It's like, we have trash collection. And it's, I know it costs money to take stuff to the dump, but like you're already driving it to the house here. I don't know. I don't know why right. you'd want your neighborhood to be a, a trash. But dump. is your, your trash recycling isn't free or included, not free, but included. It's included. It's part of your, your monthly bill. Interesting. So maybe people just don't. I mean, I, I don't really, I haven't interviewed the people on why they do that, but it just <laughs> dumbfounds me that we live in a, the most, you know, richest nation in the world with so many regulations on stuff and people just dump trash in people's yeah so um okay so according to the epa there are six types of landfills per epa guidelines okay this is according to hazardous waste experts they say there's industrial waste for commercial and institutional byproducts so that's the biggest portion of solid waste which we know commercial industry puts out more trash than anyone else Okay. So that's number one. This is like manufacturing? Yes. Okay. Commercial and institutional byproducts. So it could be um, construction. Okay. Uh, but right. also, yeah, manufacturing, things like okay. that. And then there's municipal solid waste, including bioreactor, which breaks down organic waste. That's an interesting concept. Hmm. Then, oh, actually, I was wrong. Construction and demolition debris landfills are separate. So they're okay. not. So it is manufacturing and industrial byproducts are number one. So then construction and demolition debris includes concrete, wood, metal, glass, building components, etc. Then there's coal combustion residual landfills, hazardous waste landfills, and PCB landfills. 
So they say, while the public perception of a landfill might simply be one of an odorous plot of land that accommodates garbage on the outskirts of town, they are actually very complicated scientific operations that are specialized across a number of discrete uses. This is especially true when it comes to hazardous waste disposal. That is really interesting because I always thought of it as like one heap. Yeah. And again, I think it's because we don't work in industrial waste, right? Mm -hmm. We're not... We're marketing writers, you know, so and we work from home generally. So like the waste we think about is our own individual composting and all the clothes we buy that we throw in, things like that. And again, individual contributors, while we do have an impact, we are not the greatest impact in terms of landfills in the world. So Right. And it does make sense because my local landfill um, or my local waste facility has like different sections that you take household waste like. Yes. Um, like wood or construction right. and or stuff. paint or paint you take yeah. your paint or your batteries to a separate section yeah there's like household hazardous waste but then there's like this whole i think if it's wood i'm trying to think if like it's lumber. wood they will they will um use it to create mulch or something and okay. then if it's um like a wood just chipper. like like uh like we had flo- old flooring not wood flooring but just uh, yeah. linoleum or whatever so that went in the separate one yeah. Okay. So that would go into yeah, construction. I w- and I would think most of the access that a like everyday Joe has to landfills is going to be your municipal waste, solid waste, right? Yeah. Dump. And then you're going to have yeah, construction stuff like that. We're probably hazardous waste also would be transported to another landfill, but you could drop it off at your local landfill. Would be my right. Name. Okay. So here's how landfills work according to Live Science. For your household trash that goes to a municipal solid waste landfill run by your city or locality, the ground underneath is lined with clay and then lined again with a skin of flexible plastic about half an inch thick. So they do put a barrier down. And then they lay drains and pipes to collect leachate. Now, if you've listened before when I talked about garbage, like leachate is the fluid that is the toxic fluid that is created when any source of water or any, again, fluid collects and sifts through trash and creates this toxic chemical fluid called leachate. Gross. I think uh, about yes. that every time I throw anything away now. I know. Anything like, wet. Gotta get all the liquids out. Yeah. I'm like, squeeze it dry. <laughs> Set it out to evaporate. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> care about leachate. Well, they do have drains and pipes to collect leachate because otherwise I think it would probably explode. <laughs> Because that stuff gets really gross really quick. But then you, you know, people bring their trash and the mounds pile up on tops of the pipes and the lining. And then the drained leachate gathers in pools. So when it's drained out from through the pipes, they gather it in pools and then they treat it as wastewater. Hmm. Which was interesting to me. And then then they, And then after. Well, with the leachate, I don't know. Yeah. But after the landfill is full, they put soil on top of the mound. Oh, excuse me. They put soil on top of the mounds every day. So oh. at the end of the day, they cover it with dirt. Whoa. And then they're meant to store garbage, not break them down. Yeah. So that's something people, I mean, we talked about that. Um, they're, they're, they're really just there to hold the garbage for you. They do decompose. Things do decompose. But again, like we said about glass, up to a million years for <laughs> a piece of glass. So it's just being stored in this landfill. Yeah. And I think I've heard it newspapers at the bottom of landfill take like 100 years or something. At least. Yeah, paper products for sure. So then 
When a landfill is completely full, it gets another layer of clay and rubber or plastic on top, and then more soil, and then they can turn it into, you know, a raised forest. Or sometimes they reclaim the land and you can build housing on it and stuff. Right. When we, we as a society, dig up old cities, you know, what we find is trash. People bury their trash. People have always buried their trash. It's what mm-hmm. human beings have done. So when people excavate, they find layers of trash and then older housing and then layers of trash and then older housing. So nowadays we're just more mindful of where we put these landfills, at least in the U.S., maybe not other places. Yeah. Hazardous waste landfills get a double liner and a double leachate collection and removal system, so twice as much. They also have run-on and run-off and wind dispersal controls to keep things more under control. And then they have ongoing quality assurance monitoring. So those are the standards that hazardous waste is held to. I didn't get a list of what hazardous waste includes, but I'm pretty sure it's paint, oil, not nuclear waste, obviously. That's something very separate. But, you know, the things that you're not allowed to throw in your local landfill. Mm -hmm. And then the PCBs is polychlorinated biphenyls. These are items that have been banned in the U.S. since 1979. Oh. But they still exist in old electrical transformers. So when an electrical transformer is replaced with a new one, They'll take out the one from the 70s or the 60s or the 50s, whenever it was placed, and dispose of it in a PCB plant. Now, I didn't read hmm. more into why PCBs are bad. Okay. But. That's not like what's in the refrigerator, right? No, I don't think that's okay. refrigerant. Yeah. Let me look that up. Hang on a second. Okay. They're, according to, again, the US EPA, they are a group of man-made organic chemicals consisting of carbon, hydrogen, and chlorine atoms. They're used in electrical heat transfer and hydraulic equipment, plasticizers and paints, plastics and rubber products, pigments, dyes, and carbonless copy paper, and other industrial applications. Interesting. Okay. So they were manufactured from 1929 until they were banned in 1979 by the Toxic Substances Control Act. However, uh, they still allow some inadvertent generation of PCBs to occur in excluded manufacturing processes. Okay. Awesome. This is a long article here, but um, (laughs) PCBs may be present in products and materials produced before the 1978 ban, including transformers and capacitors, electrical equipment, including voltage regulators, switches, reclosers, bushings, and electromagnets, oil used in motors and hydraulic systems, old electrical devices or appliance. So if there's a PCB capacitor in it, uh, fluorescent light ballasts. Cable insulation, thermal insulation, including fiberglass, felt, foam, and cork, adhesives and tapes, oil-based painting, caulking, plastics, carbonless copy paper, and floor finish. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a long list. It doesn't really say... Oil-based paint. Yeah. That would make sense because that's what everyone used to use. Yeah. So it says that the potential health effects of PCB exposure... Includes cancer, non-cancer, immune effects, reproductive, neurological, endocrine, you know, all the fun things that we get also from essential oils. So. Right. Just all the typical. A little bit worse with uh, these puppies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You need quite a few more essential oils. Yeah. To get to this point. Yeah. I don't think we ever said essential oil causes cancer either. No, I don't think there's really evidence either way. No. 
Okay, so why do you want to keep things out of a landfill? So as you pointed out in episode 21 about compass, composting, one of the reasons sending food waste to landfills is bad is because when the organic matter doesn't have access to oxygen, it creates methane gas. Yes, that yes. was the craziest thing that I learned that yeah. I don't know how I didn't know that before, that like yeah. methane doesn't exist in normal compost. Yeah. Well, methane creation. Yeah. Yeah. Like because of exposure to oxygen. Mm-hmm. So according to the CU Boulder article I read, methane is 85 or excuse me, 84 times more effective at get, absorbing the sun's heat than carbon dioxide, which makes it the most potent greenhouse gas contributing wow, to climate change. A lot of times. 84 times. Yeah, we're all like, oh, carbon dioxide is bad, but it's really methane. That's like the worst. Live science says that most modern landfills collect methane in pipes placed above the trash so that the garbage mound doesn't spontaneously combust. Okay. And then they either release it into the air or sell it to be burned as energy. I was wondering. Yes, and I think it's probably easier to release it into the air than to sell it to be burned as energy. Okay, that is really interesting. So basically they collect it so it doesn't explode. Yes. But they don't necessarily use it right again. Oh my god. It could just That's be fascinating. Released. Yeah, right? Now they also produce carbon dioxide, water vapor and other gases that contribute to smog if they're left uncontrolled. Okay. So and you know, how high tech is your garbage dump going to be? I mean, it depends on where you live, what kind of taxes you pay, things like that. And again, if people are just dumping in an empty field, none of this is happening. Right. Creating landfills usually means destroying natural habitats. Now, even though the EPA does regulate where they're allowed to be placed, the average landfill is 600 acres. And that's, there are 3,000 active landfills in the U.S., so that's 1.8 million acres of wildlife habitat lost. Wow. Now, the plastic or clay liners, even though they're required, they also leak, which means leachate, the liquid yuck that can contaminate water, is, you know, allowed to go around. This also, leachate is usually ammonia, which turns into nitrate in waterways, which overproduces plants in those waterways, which cuts off oxygen to the water, which means animals and other plants can't survive there. Yeah, and fish. Yeah, and fish. Nitrogen fixation? Is that what that is? uh, Yeah. No, wait. It's... I just don't causes, remember. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it causes too much, plants to thrive that too cover much the waterway. Yeah. yeah. Also, le- leachate tends to contain other chemicals that are toxic to humans and wildlife, like mercury. Again, if you throw your, that's another thing that needs to go to hazardous waste is your old, your grandma's old thermometer with mercury in it. It's mm. a heavy metal. People don't know that. Just throw it in the trash, and then you get mercury in your leachate. Lovely. Now, some other statistics. People who live and work around landfills have a 12% increased risk of congenital malformations in their children. 12%. Oh, my God. Large landfills decrease the value of nearby land by almost 13%. So smaller landfills can be 2.5%, but it's still nobody wants to live by landfills. I wonder why. Yeah. There's also odor, smoke, noise, bugs, and water supply contamination are all problems. And then low-income and minority neighborhoods are more likely to be home to landfills and hazardous waste sites. Right. So they're bad for people. I mean, I think we all knew that, but just hear those statistics out loud. And it, it always just sucks to remember that in America, the only way to be safe is to be rich, you know? Yeah, although I will say... In my area, our landfill, uh, the only one that I know of in our county is 
in a relatively rich area, although it's a pretty rich county. But um, it is kind of interesting you say that, though, because there are all these townhouses popping up all around there, and the schools are, like, super good. Yeah. And so we looked into them. But the the house prices are much cheaper than anywhere else around yeah. in the yeah. area. And I'm like, I wonder if that's why. Probably the close the proximity that's of the land. That's so crazy. And I wonder about water quality and things like that's that. That's what I was thinking too. Wow. So, yeah. Huh. Okay. So in conclusion, <laughs> landfills are still generally better than burning trash in your backyard or just throwing it wherever you feel like it. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a soggy. It's a one out of five granolas. Again, we rate services and products on a scale of one to five granolas, five being the best. Crunchy break your tooth off, our four and five, and then one is soggy because um, nobody likes soggy granola. Oh, gross. But it's still better than a zero. So they provide a more controlled environment, reduce disease transmission, and help keep our neighborhoods clean. But ideally, you should keep stuff out of landfills, especially food waste and, of course, hazardous materials. Right. So compost listen to our compost episode. yes please go listen to episode 21 our composting one um also our our thread up episode about mm-hmm. fast fashion those are the two main ways that you as an individual contributor can help reduce landfill yeah and then you know uh, we say get politically active right hold the companies that you buy from accountable to how much they're throwing away what their processes look like which sounds very daunting, but I think if you break it down into shop small, you yeah. Know? I mean, I think um, I don't have statistics in front of me, but big big box stores, giant grocery stores, giant big big farms, you know, those are more likely to just throw stuff away when you don't mm-hmm. buy it. Like when stuff goes out of season at Walmart, what do they do with it? I don't know. They maybe mark it down and donate it somewhere, but I'm pretty sure they throw a lot of it away. Yeah, so, I don't know if they can. There's all these stupid laws about it, but yeah. Commercial industry does most of the dumping. So, right. Yeah. You know, keep your own waste under control if you can, but definitely look into companies that throw less away. Yes, definitely. Less packaging, less, you know. Yeah. And I wanted, I think we talked about doing like a, even maybe a season or just an episode on like how, how to hold companies accountable and sort of like yes. the broader look outside of our own homes. But. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it sounds really fun. Yeah, and, and also like I'm gonna be <laughs> overwhelmed by it. Oh yeah, well yeah, we'll have to kind of contain it somehow. But yeah, yeah, but create a landfill for it, and then yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Just put some clay around it. Get some pipes for leachate. <laughs> exactly. Yum, and meth so it doesn't methane, meth, methane meth, so it doesn't explode. Yeah. <laughs> Help our energy levels, you know. Um, awesome. Well, thank you. This yeah. was really, I love these like mini deep dives. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, we'll be returning with full episodes on personal products starting October 17th. You should yay. be listening to this sometime between Oct- October 1st and October 10th, probably. So, yes. we will put this out as a teaser episode for, well, it's actually a wrap up for season two, but season three comes out October 17th. So, in the meantime, you can go back, download all the old episodes like and subscribe let us know what you think yes and our first episode of next season is about halloween costumes yes so. get psyched <laughs> it's spooky one. season yep yeah that was a really fun one awesome yeah all right cool. thanks tiffany okay thank you <laughs>